Okay, guys, and welcome back to the Best Version Yet podcast. I'm Nikki, your host, and I am a leading female weight loss coach, nutrition psychology expert, disordered eating specialist, life coach, and NLP master practitioner, along with a diabetes specialist. So I've kind of got some uh, experience under my belt, and today I am here again to talk about some of my experiences and learnings. Along this journey um, in this podcast, my aim is to A, break some bullshit around myths and fads around diets, help with your nutrition psychology so you can lose weight, rediscover unstoppable self-confidence and build better habits for the rest of your life without torturing yourself and beating yourself up like I did for years. And hopefully I'm going to do that through my own experiences, my own learnings, my own quest for balance in my own life. So again, today I'm going to be going through some of the notes and thoughts on my phone. As I go through the week, I write things down and then I'll share the things that I think might help you guys. So one thing I want to talk about today, again, me and my notes on my phone, is about perception. Okay, so this is going to, might be a bit of a challenging topic. So when we look at whether we're happy or unhappy, fulfilled or unfulfilled with our results, what we look like, our body image, one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is happiness is in your perception. That might sound really obvious, but it's taken me nearly 10 years to realise that. And what I mean by that, uh, if any of you listened to my podcast last week about the River Festival and setting unrealistic expectations of myself, this links a little bit back to that. Because my next learning was the acceptance and perception of the next event, social event or expectation on myself and what the outcome of that was. So again, just to touch on the weekend previously, I'd set myself really unrealistic expectations to be perfect and that came with its own failings and weight gain that created a really negative emotional, psychological cycle with the scales and my self-worth, as soon as I jumped on them and saw they'd gone up, I felt shit, I felt like I'd failed myself, I felt things were out of control and with my history of disordered eating and restriction and binge really lent into old patterns and it was not comfortable, felt very triggered and uncomfortable and you can see my body image didn't feel nice. Uh, whereas the weekend afterwards, after some serious reflection, I'd got afternoon tea booked with a friend be honest, I was shitting myself because I thought, God, there's more carbs than I normally eat in a week, more carbs than on prep I was eating in a month. In one meal, you're looking at seven or 800 calories as a minimum. Sometimes having knowledge on these things is worse because you realise how grandioso they are. There's bloody champagne involved. I thought, oh, Jesus, after last weekend. Oh. But I caught myself. But do you know what, Nikki? The way you coach your clients is to help them find methods and ways to strategize and use that. Do it yourself. So, treat myself as a client. I sat down and went, right, let's reverse engineer this a little bit. I'm going to do a process called calorie cycling. Now, calorie cycling, basic terms of it is pulling back a little bit within marginalized um, rational guidelines, not restriction. Planned, it's a small enough deficit, but it creates a hole for later in the week. So, for instance, if you consume 2,000 calories every day of the week and you've got an event on on Sunday and you pull back your calories by 200 for those six days beforehand, you've got 1,200 calories spare for Sunday. Whilst it's not a nutrition strategy you want to use all the time, it does help when you've got big events on and you want to do a bit more management in terms of results. I thought, right, Nikki, you need to do the same as you teach your clients, live by the, the standards you set. 
So I did that, adjusted my food through the week to make some space for it on the Sunday. And then I also sat down and went, right, you need to plan your food on Sunday on my fitness pal. Live by the standards and examples that you set. Live in accordance with that. So I did. I sat down, right, I'm gonna have an omelette before I go. I'm gonna have my afternoon tea. I've logged it into my fitness pal the best I can. I've made it the best educated guesstimate. It's about 900 calories. I had to lean into the fact psychologically I knew that I'd still want dinner when I got home later. So I planned in some food for later on, something for just chicken and loads of veg, relatively low calorie, high protein, loads of volume. So I still felt psychologically like I had some food, but I also had to have a conversation with myself. Perception. What was my guidelines for success? On Sunday, it was enjoying afternoon tea mindfully, being present and not feeling guilty about it. But whilst having some set standards around how I would manage the rest of my day and my week. And because I set realistic standards for myself, the outcome made me feel good. So my perception of the weekend was success and therefore happiness. But it all came down to setting realistic targets in the first place. If I'd have set myself, no, I'm gonna go, I'm not gonna eat afternoon tea, I'm gonna avoid it, a, I'd have felt shit in the real time at the moment. B, I wouldn't have stuck to that, let's be honest. I paid for afternoon tea. And C, if I'd have seen any scale fluctuations or changes because of those actions, I'd have felt really disappointed and despondent with myself. But it's all within my power and my control. Perception and success is all about your perception. Happiness is in your perceived attitude towards something. So for instance, in terms of core happiness, there's three legs to that core happiness. Contentment, feeling controlled and feeling aligned. And all of those decisions from last weekend made me feel content with my choices. I could have fun, downtime, be present with my best friend. I felt in control because I'd thought about it and planned ahead. Only a little bit, but there was some thought. And I felt aligned with the person I wanted to be. And to top it off, that was validated when I jumped on the scales and did my own check-in. And there was absolutely zero negative impact of it. So it was all about the perception and the pre-planning. And again, like I spoke about on the last podcast episode, expectation versus reality, not setting unrealistic expectations for myself and then feeling really shit about those decisions because I don't fulfill them or see them through because they were unrealistic. It all goes back to reverse engineering it and being kind enough to yourself to give yourself space to think, to feel, reflect, and take action. So something I've been talking to a client about this week, actually quite a lot of clients about this week, because so at times, again in my notes, I went through this the other day, um, at times what we do is we broadcast a old value onto new environment and success is in our perception of that thing. So what I mean by that, six months ago, 12 months ago, you may have been in a very different place and your whole journey was around being as consistent as possible with new habits because you were learning new things. How to abstain from junk food every day or alcohol. You were learning how to eat and nutritionally support yourself better and lose weight at the same time. Say you've lost four stone. One of my clients has in six months, she's lost four stone, she's done amazing. Where she is in her journey now is not the same place she was six months ago, four months ago. So her values at the moment 
is around how to sustain that fourth stone and have a social life. Now, when she starts feeling like she's failed, it's because she's projecting the values she had here on this point in her life. They're not the same. You're allowed to change your values. You're allowed to change your expectations and thus your perception can change on your behaviours. So for instance, if she's projecting six months ago goals on today, but she also wants to be able to socialise, there's going to be a discord between the two things because the actions it took her to get from here to here are going to be different from the actions that take her from here to what she's doing now. And if she's projecting old values and old perceptions on now, she's going to feel like she's failed. Mind blown, right? So what we have to do through the journey is reevaluate what our goals are, what our vision is, what our values therefore are, and how our actions can link to those highest values. This takes me on to another point. Here I am getting all excited now. When we feel anxiety, anxiety is an emotional feedback loop that something is not aligned with your higher purpose, values, or vision. So for instance, lady that's lost four stone client. She starts feeling anxious when she's got something planned at the weekend. This was me the last two weeks, right? The actions it took her to lose four stone and get to where she is now to sustain that are different to the actions and therefore values she has at this stage in her journey. She only knows how to do part A of the journey where she's quite strict, where she's breaking old habits, she's changing routines, she perhaps doesn't go out very often, she's very strict, very measured with her food. She does not need to be as restrictive now. The climb up the mountain is harder than the summit. So where she is to maintain this, yes, she needs to be specific. Yes, she needs to be aware of her behaviours and habits. But no, she doesn't need to be the same person she was six months ago. She starts feeling guilty or anxious because she's got an event on. Old version of her would have said, I can't do that or I've got to be very measured. I'll make my food. I'll take it with me. I'll just have my protein, my vegetables. Version of her now could probably allow for a little bit more freedom. She's scared to do that because she doesn't have any evidence that that is possible. It's new territory, right? It's like when you go out into an ocean, it's scary, it's big, it's new. It's new territory for her. So the anxiety comes up because something isn't aligned with her old values. This isn't what older version of me did to get here. This feels uncomfortable. The unknown, the new, I don't know how to deal with this. So we fall back to old patterns. And even if they're good ones, we fall back to old ones. That's where the emotional discord comes through. This is where you have to listen to an emotional feedback loop. And I've learned this recently. Anxiety is an emotional feedback loop that something does not align with your current or new values. The moment you start feeling anxious and torn is the moment you need to sit down, redo your vision, Write down, what's your vision for your life? Where do you want to get to? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? How do you want to act in certain situations? When you speak to people in intimate situations, when you meet others, like what's your self-talk like? What dress size are you? How much do you weigh? How do you feel about that? Make it crystal clear. It has to be crystal clear because without it being crystal clear, you feel rudderless. And then from that, establish what you value. For instance, when I get ready for a show, if I'm valuing being the top six, my actions have to align with that and they're quite extreme. But if I'm okay with not competing, my actions can be totally different. So understand what your vision and your values are. And I have got podcasts on how to figure those things out. So do go down and listen back. Um, uh, I will point out the episodes if you're interested in those, how to align your vision, how to set out your values and how to live in accordance with them. It makes you have a more fulfilled life. It's very nice. Something I've learned over the last four or five years from my own mentors. My mentor, Mark Coles. Amazing man. 
um, has taught me a lot and opened my eyes how to live in alignment and fulfillment and still be in shape and look good and feel great as well. Done lots of learning with my own mindset mentor, Angela, as well. Um, but setting those intentions up, knowing what your vision is for your life, your body, knowing what you value, therefore, and how to act in accordance with that, helps you understand the question, where does my anxiety come from today? Am I living in alignment with my current set of values and vision? And if it's not, you've got things to do. Either you need to realign your actions, or if you don't have the tools, because this is new, you need to seek somebody out to teach you, a coach, a mentor, a peer, etc. So again, your perception of success. Yeah, success is in our perception. If you're happy, again, another example, going to Portugal, competing with the best in the world, I came fifth. Fifth. That's the fourth loser, if you want to put it in one perspective. But you flip that, I've overcome eating disorders, binge eating, mindset shifts, anxiety, stress, a poor relationship with food, a poor relationship with prep, to be in top five in Europe. I held my own up there. Success is in your perception. I was on cloud nine because I held my own up there with the best in the world. Whereas somebody else may have come away with second place and felt like shit, I came away with fifth and felt on top of the fucking world. Excuse my French, but that's the only way I can put it. And if you can apply some of these learnings, musings, thoughts to your own journey for weight loss, self-development, self-mastery, then hopefully I'm doing my job. Because when it comes down to it, core happiness comes from contentment, control and feeling aligned so you've got to figure out what those things are most of us okay another thought most of us who struggle with weight management and this includes myself weight management is very often a personal development roadblock something in your own self-mastery is holding you back from managing your weight and being in alignment with your true self or what you set out for yourself so it may be that your self-esteem and self-worth is rock bottom and has been for years. Hence, when you try and set yourself a task to stick to a certain calorie deficit or a diet, you can't do it. Or you don't do it because you're self-sabotaged, because your self-worth's rock bottom. When you start working, surface level start understanding nutrition, training, exercise, getting some success and seeing some results in that, then you start digging into Pandora's box and being willing to look at the other areas that are the roadblocks, the bottlenecks to your long-term success and progression. It gets exciting. Starting to look at how the brain affects how you control your body. This is one of my things that I've worked on recently. I can work on my body, but I want my brain to be as strong as my body. My brain, my body, and my business. They're the three things. Again, the site Mark Coles, my, one of my biggest mentors and inspirations. If I can control what goes on between the six inches between my ears, my body will follow. If I can control my habits and behaviours and feel content, committed, controlled, and aligned, everything else is smooth sailing because I've got the tools to sustain the things I set out for myself. Like my mission, as I said, is my personal mission to bridge the gap between self-mastery I'm reading this because I wrote it when I, I thought about how to verbalise it. My personal mission is to bridge the gap between self-mastery, personal development and weight loss. 
getting rid of fads and terrible relationships many of us have with food and with ourselves and using this podcast as an insight for you into that world. My own story, my own strategies to help you manage your journey. I've gone through all of that so I can help teach you sooner how not to have to deal with the thing that I did. So it would mean the world to me if you can follow, subscribe and listen in and share this with your friends and family. The more women I can positively impact and help, even if I cannot personally coach every single one of you, then the better. Because again, when we come down to core happiness, one of my type five values in my life is to serve others, to communicate, to serve, to educate, to learn myself, to move, Those things for me are what truly align with me and my values. When I distill everything down, why did I compete? Why did I go into nutrition? Why do I love coaching? They're the reasons, they're the things that make up me. Educate, serve, move, create, communicate. They're my top five things that put me in total alignment. If I can tick those things off in a day, I am fully aligned, happy and content. Now here's a question for you. What are your top five values? Can you write down top five things in your life that you value more than anything else? It could be integrity, it could be communication, it could be family, it could be connection, it could be movement, it could be honesty, loyalty, it could be positivity. What are the five things that you value most? And then sit down and have a look at how much you're living in accordance with that and whether your perception of success lines up with it. Or are you living in a life where you set yourself standards that you don't feel you can stick to so your perception is always failure and therefore you feel worse and worse and worse because you're not living aligned to the things that you value the most. Again guys, I just want to say a huge thank you for supporting me listening to this podcast you feel like this would benefit someone else share it with them share it with them that would be my biggest compliment is to be able to share this with others and make sure that they're finding value in my own little thought process guys thank you for listening today and i'll catch you in the next episode